Hey guys, welcome to the Marking Out Network. I am Neil Pretty Boy Thomas here today, tonight, a special bonus edition of the Marking Out Network podcast. I do have a special guest. Amanda is here. You want to say hi to all the people at home. Hi guys. Hope everybody's ready to talk some wrestling. <laughs> We're more than ready. So first, first thing that comes to my mind is why are you such a big fan of Cody Rhodes? You couldn't stop talking about him. Oh my God, really? We're starting with this. Yes. We're starting with this. Okay. I don't hate Cody Rhodes. Um, when he first started in WWE, he was obviously not used to his potential. Um, then he obviously left and he went to AEW and he did great things with AEW. But what I don't understand is how you're in AEW, you're completely shitting on WWE. Like, you came out on a pay-per-view with Triple H's throne. You broke it. And, and then all of a sudden, you come back to WWE. And everyone's like, oh, let's forget about that. That never happened. He didn't do that. Like, no. And you can't just come back after all the shit that you did and talked about WWE and think that you are going to be the one to dethrone Roman Reigns. Okay. No. That's actually a fair point. But you think when he left, was it that on those bad terms? Was it that bad? Like a lot of people leave uh, WWE on really, really, really bad terms and end up coming back. They always, like WWE says, they always come home. Why can't he come home and come back and be successful? He can. He can come back and be successful. But I mean, I just don't think that it should happen like that. Like if you're, if you're going to go to start another company do all the things that you did you cannot just come walking right back in and be like oh okay nothing ever happened that didn't happen i didn't shit on your company i didn't take the coo trademark throne break it at a pay-per-view no like you got to work a little bit harder to earn that spot i think despite him being as popular that he is that doesn't matter He's pop okay, so he is obviously the most over baby face that WWE has. But for me, it personally feels like Roman Reigns five years ago when they were shoving him down our throats. Hmm. Okay. So I just feel like I don't know. You think Cody So Cody Rhodes is being forced on us too much because he came back all the bells and whistles got the tremendous pyro, got the best song probably in wrestling. He got everything you could ask for coming back. And you're saying mm -hmm. it's too much. Because yeah. what, what Roman is, he was clearly going to be the heir apparent to John Cena. He was going to take over John Cena's spot because John Cena was kind of going on the way down. He was already on the way out. And then Roman was like, oh God, Roman's going to be the next guy for the next decade or whatever. We knew that. We saw the fucking writing on the wall. We already knew that part. So you're saying yeah. Cody is in that spot right now, like pushing Cody too much. And then the fact that he has to pay the price for leaving and started another fucking company. That's he's got to yeah. pay for the price. He should be commended for of it. Course. He should be, they should be proud of him. He started a yes. rival company, but WWE would never consider that. Okay. So if he started a, a rival company, quote unquote, AEW, he left, he came back. They, they could have said, no, Cody, we hate you so much. You could stay in fucking AEW, but why did they welcome him back then? If that was such a big problem, and if it's such a big problem, like, does WWE consider AEW even a threat? 
they should they should right but to me it's just like mm-hmm. what you're saying is i understand your point of view but to me none of that matters what cody did in AEW. it shouldn't it's how he comes but back now no i think it definitely matters everything everything that everybody says does matter whether it it's yes. within, within their company or within another company i just think that he shouldn't have walked back into wwe got into the royal rumble won the royal rumble he came in at number 30 in the royal rumble and then won because guys haven't won the rumble in a late number before i'm not saying that but obviously it was that was a given that cody was gonna win wasn't wasn't some numbers the most common number for wins was like 27 for a long time nobody gave a shit then like if you knew somebody was gonna win the rumble it didn't really necessarily matter what number they came in at, but now it's a now it's a problem because he came at number thirty. I'm just saying he needed to work a little harder. He didn't work hard enough. No, not in WWE. He didn't work hard enough to get a title shot and defeat Roman Reigns. No, no, nobody so all, is on the level of Roman Reigns. Nobody is on the level to beat Roman Reigns. Didn't didn't Cody Rhodes th- defeat Seth Rollins three straight times? That's not Roman Reigns. But Seth Rollins is up there. He's he's an upper echelon guy, and to me, that's that's good enough. You beat Seth Rollins three straight times, and a Hell in a Cell with the torn pack. To me, that's you're paying the price. That's going some through some adversity. And then at the same time, don't you see that as? a way of WWE getting their revenge on Cody, how would anybody in their right mind let a wrestler wrestle with it? Do you think that Roman Reigns would have, if he had a torn peck and walked out like that, he would have wrestled in the Hell in a Cell match? Absolutely not. He would not. He wouldn't have lost. Like, he wouldn't lose. He wouldn't have gotten destroyed by Brock Lesnar. On Like, destroyed by Brock Lesnar. There yeah. are things, there's reasons why Cody's going through all that. You think that they just forgot what he did in AEW? Nope. I'm not saying they forgot, but to me, you shouldn't hold him against the guy. Because he is over. I, he said it. He is over. He's the ultimate baby face. Now, I, I get it. Should he be rewarded for all the stuff that he did the, the seven plus years? And look, the reason he left, because they fucked him in the first time with that Stardust shit. So can yeah, you blame exactly. the guy? Are you, can no. you blame Cody Rhodes for leaving? His career was in the toilet. He had to try to make Stardust work, and they and you're going to hold that against him. Shit, to me, that's the adversity right there. You give me a Stardust gimmick. I mean, I got to make the most of it, but, I mean, hey, mm-hmm. I understand what you're trying to say, but I, I necessarily don't agree with Now, do you like the spot that the title situation is now? Would you consider this good, the alternative of what if Cody, because he didn't win at WrestleMania, now we have a champion who doesn't defend it. He's going to go for the tag team titles, and then he's going to go probably for the tag team titles at Money in the Bank, and then may defend the title at SummerSlam, and we don't even know who the fucking opponent it is. And we're assuming it's Cody Rhodes, and everybody's assuming that it's going to be Cody Rhodes going against Roman Reigns at SummerSlam, but we don't know that shit, because how the hell is Cody going to get back to Roman Reigns? He's got to win Money in the Bank, but do you like He's this? not. He's not getting back to, to Roman Reigns. He's going to win the second place prize. You think he's going to win the world title? Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Because he's not going to take it off of Roman. Like you were, you were like you are like firm on that shit. You are like I'm not 100%. budging on that. No, he will not take it off Roman. 
Okay. And I feel that because Roman is such a loyal WWE diehard worker, that is the reason why he will not let it be Cody. He won't let it be Cody. He has a decision mm-hmm. in that. Oh, you're saying that Roman doesn't have a, a say I'm, in it? I'm not it, saying he, he doesn't have a... Uh, of course he does. He doesn't have the uh, the carte blanche and the swag of, of you know, the higher ups. But to me, I don't think it comes down to what he wants. It's what they want. And I think if they wanted him to drop the title... He has a big say. He if, has a huge say. He has a huge say. If they wanted him to drop the title at Mania, like you said, he's a company guy. He's a team player. He would have gladly have done it, and he could have took the month off vacation, and he could have came back. It would have been the mm-hmm. same thing. Nothing would have changed except Cody would have been a feud with over the undisputed title with Brock Lesnar. And don't you think that would have been more interesting? No. You don't think so? Because Roman's gone no. most of the time anyways. What's making us interested about this storyline with Roman being the undisputed champion? The bloodline. The it bloodline. has nothing to do with the championship. It's just Roman. Roman elevates the championship, not the other way around. I understand. Okay, I I get that part. Roman elevates the title, but if I think if you put the title on Cody or even like Seth Rollins or somebody, I, I still think the title's important. It wouldn't be any less important. It would be different. I wouldn't. I don't know if I would say less important, but it would be the opposite way. It would be the title elevating Cody. It would be the title elevating Seth. You do not like Cody Rhodes. <laughs> you just don't like Cody. You just said. The top face in the company, the title is going to elevate him. The top face in the company. That's that's crazy to think about because I'm thinking of all the top faces in company history. Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, Hulk Hogan, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart. They elevated the championship. I've never heard one yeah. time ever. I never heard one time ever that the championship is going to elevate them. In some cases, it does. In Cody's case, I think it would. Because I, I, (laughs) (laughs) like, truthfully, I don't see Cody as the face of the company. I don't see him being the person that if I'm not a casual, if I don't watch wrestling and I'm flipping through the channels trying to find something to watch and I see him on television, I'm not going to stay on that channel. But if it was Roman and I see Roman on that channel, I would. Okay. He just has that person. But that charisma that draws you to watch him. The presence. He has Cody, does, Co- Cody doesn't. Cody just Cody. stands there and whines and cries about, oh, my story's not done. Oh. Every single week, the same thing. Like, oh. No, I, I, I get it. I get it 100%. So you're definitely not a fan of Cody Rhodes. I get that part. But to say that he doesn't have... He can't be the face of the company. I totally disagree with. I think he does have charisma. He is talented. He can carry the company on his back. He does go. He's there all the time. That's important, too, to be a champion. He's there all the time. He's glad-handing. He's he's hugging and kissing babies. He's going to house shows. Roman doesn't go to house shows. So I'm thinking, wouldn't ratings more or less be the same thing if Cody was the champion than Roman was the champ? Because Roman's not there anyways. So what difference does it make? But you just mm-hmm. said that you said Roman is more of a draw than Cody Rhodes is. But to me, I think it'd be a wash. I think ratings wouldn't change at all because it proves that people still watch the show, even when Roman's not there, because we just had a month and a half of him not being there and, and ratings were fairly decent. True, but oh, sorry. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Uh, 
I'm not saying that Cody cannot be. You the just face don't like Cody Rhodes. I'm not trying to convince you to like him, but I'm trying to make the <laughs> argument that it wouldn't be such a bad thing. I think you, maybe you specifically, just got used to Roman being champs for so fucking long. You can't see anybody else having that title now because it's been such a long time. No, I can't. And, and like, honestly, I don't see anybody worthy of beating Roman right now. And I think maybe if, like, well, isn't that WWE? Sorry? Isn't that WWE's fault if nobody's worthy to beat Roman? Isn't it their job? as him as the top heel in the company to build up that top baby face, which I think it's Cody, but apparently you don't. So you don't think anybody's worthy of taking, excuse me, taking his title. Cody is the top baby face in the company. Yes. yes. But I don't, I just, I just, I can't see him beating him right now. I'm not saying that he won't beat him in the future. I just think it needs a good solid, like year long story to get there. A year-long story? He needs that real, like, David and Goliath, I Slay the Dragon moment. Okay. So he needs to go through Lesnar. He needs to go through all the top heels besides Roman and get yeah. all that from – because I even said this on a previous episode of the podcast. Like, the journey – the story didn't end at WrestleMania. It only begun for him at WrestleMania. That's when the real mm-hmm. story happened because I'm trying to go in my mindset and how I'm trying to think and how I'm trying to plan and booking Cody Rhodes. The story began at WrestleMania losing to Roman because he eventually he's going to come back and beat him. But you don't think that's going to yeah. happen at all. I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I just, I just think that it needs, it needed to be longer than just him coming back, winning the rumble and getting that title. Okay. It, it was just too easy for him then. It was too easy for him mm. to come back and do that. Yeah. Okay. That's and I don't thing. think somebody like Roman Reigns, who's had such a a great reign of his title, deserves it to end like that. To end at the at the main event at WrestleMania. Yeah. How else would it end? Just because he's a. <laughs> no, I mean because it was such a short period of time for Cody. Oh. Cody okay. needs to work for that and and really earn that win from Roman. It's it's funny too because I remember when all these other wrestlers back in the day they would win the WrestleMania or win the Royal Rumble and then then their first attempt they would win WrestleMania. It didn't happen all the mm-hmm. time, but it happened. But now we're in the era of he needs to go through adversity because he can't just win the fucking belt. Mm-hmm. And to me, I don't see the harm in that. I really don't. If it's you feel it's the right time, pull the fucking trigger. If you don't feel it's the right time, then we're gonna wait. But sometimes you're gonna miss those opportunities. You're gonna miss. You're gonna miss the opportunity to cash in when the guy's at his hottest. And I think in front yeah. of three thousand people in the main event at WrestleMania, what bigger moment is that? I don't there's, see there's unless they moment. unless they duplicate it again at WrestleMania forty. If he wins at SummerSlam, it'll be great. It'll be fantastic. But I just think that that moment could have happened sooner and it wouldn't really make a difference. That's just how I see it. If anything, Roman's going to be Roman three belts by next next WrestleMania. Oh, you, oh, you want to talk about that, huh? <laughs> when he takes the third belt from Cody Rhodes. Oh, so Cody's winning the World Heavyweight Championship 
and then it'll be a title for title situation and then roman's gonna win that title oh and by the way he already ha- has the tag team titles too now so he yeah so paul Heyman's gonna have to come out in a fucking wheelbarrow of of just belts He'll take that, the women's tag titles because those are cursed. And he'll just he could just be like, just like, give it to me, Liv or yeah. Raquel or whomever who gives a shit. Nobody cares about those belts, anyways. So no. <laughs> Roman, and when they're continental title, he, he can defeat Gunther. He can go for Austin Theory. Gunther, Jesus. I think, would be a great person to defeat Roman. Okay, we could talk about that too. That's actually interesting because I was just mentioning earlier to somebody that I could see Gunther being in the main event of a WrestleMania. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah. Maybe not night two, but night one for the undisputed title or even the world title now, even though it's a second place belt. But I could see Gunther being the top heel and the top guy in the company, even though I think if Gunther wins it, I think it would be better him as a face because he's starting to get cheered now. If you notice that he, they're mm-hmm. not booing him. They're booing the other two guys in Imperium, but they're not booing Gunther. Yeah. So I think Gunther would be a good guy to be the main event at WrestleMania. He's clearly elevated. Like you mentioned, he's elevated. I just don't know how he would be a baby face. He, like, could, do the, he could do the same things that he's doing now, just not insult people and stuff like that and still carry himself with that that presence that he always does. I think he'd be a good baby face. Maybe like a not a pure, like Cody Rhodes type baby face, but a guy that says minimal, he goes in, puts in the work. Because if you look at his matches, they cheer his matches. It was with Sheamus and Drew McIntyre, banger after banger. So he's putting the work in. He's obviously carried that intercontinental title better than mm-hmm. most people have in the last decade. So he no, I I totally agree with that. Gunther being champion, mm-hmm. I, I'm down with that. His title reigns are fucking long too, because his UK title reign was 800 fucking days, and then you have yeah. this one is like 400 days now or whatever. I don't even know the number, but his title reigns yeah. really extensive. So, do you like Grayson Waller? Because I'm um I do like Grayson Waller. The Grayson oh, okay, Waller so I don't watch NXT, so I don't really okay. know who he is or or like what the Grayson Waller effect is. I am assuming it's some sort of like men's TV talk show type. Yeah, it's just a talk show. It's just a talk show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, eh. Like they, they keep doing these talk shows and they just, I don't see the point of them. It's the same thing. You bring out a guest and they get kicked or punched in the face at the end. And You think it's just, it's just okay. because it doesn't serve a purpose other than just to create a feud? with somebody yeah okay yeah he well that that actually happened on oh wait is Grayson Waller he's Australian right yes yes okay so I have seen it I'm sure you've probably seen some of his stuff I don't know at some point yeah you can watch NXT but I thought he was really good he has a way he drinks from a boot it's the Grayson Waller effect and he drinks from the boot the shoey the shoey yeah the shoey yeah so he actually did what you don't like doing he actually had AJ Styles on his show and it was boring like i was trying to watch it i'm just like yeah this is not exciting so we're now we're gonna have Grayson exciting, waller aj styles feud going forward yeah insulted him saying seth rollins was gonna win the world heavyweight title at night of champions let me ask you Ooh. about uh did you watch the speaking of smackdown here the brawling brutes versus pretty deadly what do you think about pretty deadly are you do you like them you don't know enough about them yet you want to see more of them not more of them what's up yeah, I don't know enough about them. I mean, on Twitter, people seem to be pretty excited about them. 
so I will have to pay a little bit more attention. Okay. Wrestle. I mean, it's fresh faces. They're they're couple yeah. trying to make a name for themselves, and I think they'll. They kind oh. of give the um. Oh my god, what's their name? The Fashion Police. Okay. They're giving off those Breeze vibes. Dango. Breeze Dango. Yeah. Breeze Dango. Yeah, that's the vibe I get from them. I kind of compare them to like Edge and Christian a little bit. No. Just in their I don't early, do that. early promo days, no, and being silly and fun and goofy, no. I, I mean, again, like there. I haven't Some, seen I haven't there. seen a promo or something from them. Yeah. Yeah. Spilled milk. I don't know if I like that name though. No, I don't. It doesn't. I don't get why Pretty Boy spilled milk. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I don't know. I don't know why they they call that. I when I saw them in NXT, I was I didn't get it. I didn't really understand what they were trying to do, but mm-hmm. I think that might be more on board the more I see them. I I don't like their fucking ring gear. I just don't. I, no. I, I I'm not really digging that, but I think maybe over time I, I'll warm up to them eventually. They might they might grow on me too cuz there's there's been a host of wrestlers that I didn't really like in the beginning and they kind of grew on me. So, I mean, I, I think yeah. I could get down for pretty deadly eventually, maybe, I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll find out. I mean, they won. Yeah. Their, their ring gear kind of looks like they would be a jobber, but they're not. It's like that crop top thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I wouldn't wear that as a wrestler. Granted, I would be flamboyant maybe, but I wouldn't wear that mm-hmm. like that, but it works for him. It works. Yeah. For him. And they won their match too, and I think that was kind of predictable. Be, uh, beating the brawling brutes with Sheamus mm-hmm. commentary, obviously you just called up an NXT tag team. You're not going to have them lose because then if you have you call up somebody from NXT and you have them lose right off the gate, the main roster audience that only watches Raw and SmackDown, they're like, "Who are these guys?" I would, have, care? I would have thought that they were a jobber. Yeah, if they, if they lost, and then you're gonna you're gonna forget about them the next week. So. I think all yeah. the NXT call-ups like Zoe Stark, Madonna, uh, Cameron Grimes, Pretty Deadly. I think they're going to have mm-hmm. some early success, and they're going to see how they do on the main roster and uh, probably go from there. Who do you think? Yeah. Who are you going to think is going to be the most successful on the NXT call-ups? Who do you think is has like the brightest maybe future? Maybe it's too early to tell, but who do you think is going to be like? I could see them being champion or main eventing or something like that. I hope Cameron Grimes. From yeah. what I did see from like the takeovers that I watched, I liked them a lot. So to the moon, right? Him. Hmm? To the moon? Sure. So he says to the moon. Oh. <laughs> to the moon he'll go. <laughs> yeah. No, that's it. That's that's his catchphrase. I'm I like Cameron Grimes. I'm not like super into him that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like the gimmick where he got rich. Or he won the lottery, mm-hmm. or the, what was it? Yeah. Uh, he lost for a long time and he ended up uh, cashing in on the he got rich because of crypto. I think that was mm-hmm. it. I thought that was kind of fun. That was clever. You could do a lot of stuff with that. I thought that was funny. And, uh, but he just seems like he's just reverted back. He ditched that gimmick and he's just reverted back to the, the old early Cameron Grimes from NXT. And mm-hmm. I, I think the, he has something to him and I think the people can latch on to him. Um, I like Zoe. Yeah. Stuff. I think she's the best, the best call up, honestly. I think she's I'll a really good wrestler. Is she on Raw or SmackDown? She's on Raw. She's on Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's. Okay. I think she's a really good wrestler. And 
I, if she didn't get called up from NXT, she might've won the title, but I don't know. I think she belongs on the main roster because she's ready. Cause they got a lot of young girls down in NXT that need to learn more and hone their mm-hmm. skills. But she was beyond that point already. So that's why she got called up. The main event was Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar versus the Usos. Now you said something. What did you what did you tweet out or did a video? What what did you say about the W again? What was that? I said that the W is standing tall tonight in LWO. Doesn't it feel good for you personally and everybody else a fan of the LWO to finally get a big win? Yeah, that had to be the biggest win of like, well, I mean, they haven't been what they've been around since Mania, so for a couple months now. So yeah. There's- there's been a lot of instances where I think I posted their record. It was like one in 11, two in 11. Yeah. 13. They've had not a good record. No, they haven't. And it's kind of, it gets to a point where it's just like, all right, you form this group. You have the hall of famer, Ray Mysterio, you have LWO who's selling t-shirts. Like they're going out of freaking style, like hotcakes. And then you're having them lose to the judgment day constantly having them lose to the bloodline constantly. And it's just like, God damn, man. Like you want them to succeed. You want this to see them be successful. And getting a win yeah. in the event of tonight of SmackDown over the Usos, who don't get pinned anymore. But they've been on a losing streak. And that's, oh, yeah. that's a big win for the LWO. Where does it take mm-hmm. the LWO? It gives them – may I don't know if it'll take them to the tag team titles or anything like that. But what it does do, it gives them credibility. Because they beat the yeah. Usos, who were the longest reigning tag team champs of all time. And many consider the greatest tag team of all time. So that's actually a huge mm-hmm. feather in their cap. So it's a definitely big, it's a very big deal. Now, do you see the cracks like Sami Zayn has been saying in the bloodline? Do you see that? On oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I okay. mean, even you see, like, as you said, like the Usos haven't been pinned. And then all of a sudden now, recently, they've been taking losses the last two weeks in SmackDown. And then even with the beginning, the intro promo with uh, the bloodline and Sammy and Kevin, and Roman got frustrated, goes to leave and bumps into Solo. And then that there was that moment. It was like, like a, you, it was, you see the bloodline. It was, it was kind of an awkward moment. It was like, Ooh, I'm sorry. And he was just like, he looked like he wanted to apologize. And then he was like, oh, I just better go. And then he just left. Yeah. And then Solo stood there real, real firm and tall. He didn't budge. He's like, he, he looked down in his shoulder. And you know what it reminds me of too? It reminds me of like the high school days when you're walking down the aisles. And then you just blasting somebody in the shoulder, like, get off me, man. That that's what it mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's what it that's what it kind of rem- reminded me of. Like he did it by an accident, but if somebody did that to me by an accident, I'm gonna stand my ground and hold firm and then show my dominance to get him to keep fucking walking. And that's what Solo did. He didn't budge at all, not even to the tribal chief. And that's- no, and I think that's gonna be the big break, is that it's gonna be solo. Who's going to be the one to turn on Roman? Okay. They're not Jay. No. You see, you think Solo's going to turn on Roman first before Jay, even though they've been building this Jay Roman thing for years now, since a pandemic era, Thunderdome era. I, yeah. So I think it's because Solo is so, they're pushing him as this big powerhouse quiet guy who does nothing he's just silent and destroys people right and he's actually brothers with jimmy and jay yes 
right? So if Roman steps too far to Jimmy or Jay, that's when I think Solo's going to turn. So you don't think there's any honor among any of them? There's honor among the three brothers. Okay, the three brothers. Okay, all right. I, I see what you're saying. All right. Mm-hmm. I think this is how I perceive it. Like, saying the tag match in between Roman, Solo, KO, and Sami Zayn, shit's going to go down. You know there's going to be some kind of interference. I'm pretty certain there is. It's, if things go sideways, if Jay attacks Roman for whatever reason, I think Jimmy will act on it too because I think Jimmy follows what Jay does. If Jay yeah. doesn't do anything, because, you know, last week when Roman was pushing Jimmy, Jimmy was just kind of laughing it off, laughing it off. He's like, oh, that's just that's just uh, cuz being cuz. And that's Roman being Roman. It's not, it's not a big deal. He'll get over it. Whatever, man, whatever. But then he cro- Roman crossed the line and started pushing Jimmy. And then Jay acted on it. And now if Jay acts on Roman, Jimmy will too. Now if Solo acts on Roman, I think all bets are off at that point. I think the yeah. things are gonna fucking open, and Roman is done for. He's gonna be, he's gonna be nixed, and I think he's gonna be buying. They call it the island of relevancy, right? And I He'll think be on the island alone. Yeah, he's gonna be by himself eventually because he's gonna alienate and disenfranchise everybody that he's come across, and I think that's gonna be the end of it. We haven't seen that yet. But Sami Zayn is so well, confident, cracks in the bloodline. He keeps saying that over and over again. And he's real arrogant, too, in the promo tonight, you know, saying you're not as good as us. You're not even as good as your the Usos, and you're not going to beat us. And Sammy was very smug about it, too. And mm-hmm. I think that's that's something to look forward to. I, I just don't like the fact that Roman's in a tag team match at Night of Champions. I just, I just don't feel like he should be going for the tag team titles. But I think in the end, it just becomes about the bloodline and how they're going to react and their whole feud and all that kind of shit. It's not about the undisputed title right now, even though you would like to see him defend it. Yeah, no, it's definitely that match has nothing to do with the titles. That match is just going to be the split of the bloodline. Oh, you think it's going to be the end? Uh, okay, so the the earthquake to split the bloodline. Okay, It'll just so- start the split. Maybe the tremors? Yeah. You just feel the ground shaking. It's not really the earthquake, but you think once you don't think they're going to win the tag team titles and you just think this is going to be probably the start of the breakup, the breakup officially happens maybe at SummerSlam? Yeah. Okay. I, would, I could see that happening. I just think the Bloodline story, they, they've dragged it out so long. Oh, I no, find no, myself no. getting disinterested. Oh. Uh. You're insane. It's like the best storyline they've ever done. I'm glad you say they. Like WWE. Yeah. Yeah. I I find myself getting bloodline fatigued. I I don't, I don't, uh, I sometimes I tune out, especially when Jimmy and Jay are talking or when they're talking to Sammy and KO and Sammy kept talking to Jay and then Roman and looking all serious in the locker room. I just, I just find like, it's been going on for such a long time. You need some re- resolution. You need a finality to it. It's a, it seems like it's a never ending storyline. I know it's the best storyline they've ever done in the last 20 years, but I would want it to speed up a little quicker, but that's mm-hmm. just me. It's just not that I have ADD, but I just feel like it's, it needs to come to the conclusion sooner than later. I hope this is the last year and not to, this shit's going to carry on until next year, but 
No, yeah. I can't knowing, say I carry on to not knowing yeah. knowing how. I'm gonna say Vince McMahon probably and Triple H are. They're gonna continue this for a long time. The cursed women's titles. The women's so titles. Oh man, I f- almost forgot about that. Yeah, wonder why they're so forgettable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally, it totally was like right over my head. Um, I was doing some other stuff and I saw the the graphic on the television and it was like, oh, they're gonna have a fatal four way tag team tournament for now the vacated women's championships and i looked at it and i'm like that's great and i went about my business because yeah it it's irrelevant do you know the teams it's in the and so you know the teams in the match nope <laughs> i couldn't even tell you for women's wrestling like uh women's tag teams in wwe like Shayna and ronda yeah that's no. one yeah i don't know like legitimate tag teams not just thrown together would you say bailey and eel sky are thrown together oh okay yeah that's i would say more eo and dakota kai dakota kai is injured now too so oh of course okay so then yeah like she gets injured more often than not i don't know that's not insulting her by any means she can't control that stuff but it just seems frequent and it's not it's kind of sad i don't want to see a wrestler ever get hurt or get injured i don't i don't wish that anybody but it just seems like it happens Mm -hmm. more often than not especially with her recently so yeah who do you think uh raquel's partner is going to be in the fatal four-way oh she's in it yeah she is why then why not just have like a a four way of just single women to be her partner and take that belt wait what say that again like Like, just have four single women fight and they get to win the second championship okay i mean they just get to to form a partner okay I don't WWE know. WWE loves to throw together tag teams anyway. Oh, they do. So. they do it all the time. They do it all the time. Why not? I don't know who. Uh, why is she in be. it? I don't like her. Who? I'm not a Raquel. She does nothing for me. Like, nothing about her excites me. She just flexes her back and she's tall. Okay, cool. That's the extent of it. No, you're, I'm, I'm, I totally agree with you. You know, I, I think I've talked about her extensively before. I feel like she doesn't have a gimmick. She doesn't have a personality. She's boring. Not to say she's not a bad wrestler or a good person in general. I'm sure she is. I'm sure she's a a delight. But for me, when I'm watching a wrestling match and when you come out smiling and flexing your back, I'm thinking that's cool. That might work on the indies. That's Mm -hmm. cool. Like if you're doing an indie show and you're trying to make a name for yourself and she has, she's big, she has a presence, she's strong. But when you're in WWE, Mm -hmm. you're supposed to be the elite top wrestlers in the world, quote unquote. And you come out is smiling and flexing your back and you you have no gimmick and no personality. To me, that's maybe that's not a reflection of her, but it's a reflection of people that need to work with her and develop something so she can yeah more interesting to me and and any promo she's ever talked she's never said one thing interesting ever not one memorable line ever no no not no nothing and when she was nxt champ down in nxt when she was a heel 
she didn't talk much, but she didn't smile. I like that Raquel more. She was mm-hmm. intimidating. And I think maybe at that point, give her a manager, just be a, a, yeah. force, a brute force. I think that would be better. But yeah, like you said, Raquel doesn't really do it for me. And and I don't know why they keep putting her in the tag teams. It the, She was a tag team with Aaliyah. How did that go? A tag team with Liv. Semi okay. I mean, some people liked it. I was already kind of bored by it. I was like, all right. I think because Liv has so much personality, they were trying yeah. to lit, kind of give that Liv rub to Raquel and elevate her more. It just didn't translate. It didn't. No. Translate. It didn't translate it at did, all. It did the and opposite think, effect. It did. It felt like it brought Liv down mm-hmm. because Liv was on Absolutely. fire in 2022, and then her being in the yeah. tag right now, it seems like you take a step back. But they're gonna have mm-hmm. somebody pair up with Raquel, a random person. I'm trying to think. Technically, Raquel's on Monday Night Raw. I'm. Who would be a good tag team partner with her? Um. I'm going to put someone like Natalia or Dana Brooke. Natalia's going to feud with Rhea. God bless her heart. Oh, God. Yeah, that's right. That I don't know. Maybe, maybe Piper Niven. I don't know. I like Piper Niven. Maybe she could tag up two, two big, strong women like that tagging up. That would be a force. That might be something interesting. But what do you think about Natalia now that I mentioned her name? Um it's hard to talk bad about natalia because she's she's natalia heart right like yeah she's probably the best technical women's wrestler that the wwe's ever had but <laughs> personality wise she's just like six months no I, I think exciting agree. about her on the on the mic she's a very good technical wrestler but her personality and she's just She's very forgettable and yeah. in that regard. She's not somebody that – she doesn't draw your attention when she has a match where you're like, yeah, we got a special – my my tag team partner is, and Natalia comes out, and you're like, oh. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, an open challenge for the Raw Women's title. Natalia comes out, you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, you just it's know not, that. And not she waiting. does it all the time. That's the problem. She does it all the time. She's done this for such a long time, like – she always ends herself in elimination chamber. She's always in a Royal Rumble. She's always in a four on four women's match. She's always in a triple threat, a fatal four way. And now she's going to mm-hmm. probably, she's not going to be Raquel's partner, but she's going to be inserted somehow. And I think when, what was it last week when Rhea was like, you know, gloating how good she was or whatever. And Natalia comes out. You're like, really? Yeah. You're like really <laughs> Natalia, you're, you're going to, you're going to be the one to defeat the hottest female you got right now mm, okay yeah sure. sure yeah i don't think so i don't think so yeah no. now that i think about natalia i don't want to get on a on a thing right about just talking about females but in like not bashing them but i just want to know your opinion on uh what do you think about dana brooke what do you think about dana brooke you have any opinion on her no no. She's just like a like a like a wet rag. That's a way to describe her. What do, what do you mean by that? Like she's just there. There's nothing exciting about so her. She's like the wet rag like on the table, you don't that shouldn't be there or it's like the wet <laughs> rag in the sink. 
that's supposed um, to be there and just there. But a wet rag or like a wet towel, like you just got out the shower and you put the towel on the bed, you're like, that doesn't belong there. Let me grab that real quick. Or what do you what do you mean by that? Yeah. She's like the wet rag that you just carry around and put in different spots. It shouldn't be anywhere, really. <laughs> a wet rag in your pocket. Like that doesn't sit right with me. It doesn't belong here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where she fits in. Like <laughs> That's a great way to put it. That's a great way to put it. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna use that shit. A wet rag in your pocket. You're like, this is not right. Like I've I mean if it was dry, it would be okay, but it's wet now. Yeah. now my pants are wet and then my pocket's wet and it's it's slightly uncomfortable. Like, should I change my pants or should I keep yeah. it? It'll it'll dry eventually, but I'm like doing stuff and it's kind of bothering me. So that's Dana Brooke. She's like, she's kind of bothering <laughs> me. I just want to get rid of her somehow. Mm. <laughs> That's what you're trying to say? Okay. Yeah. Nothing against Dana. No, nothing but against as a her. Wrestler character. Character wise, yes. Character wise, yeah. yes. And I think that's the common denominator. I think what we're getting at. Raquel, good wrestler. Natalia, good wrestler. Mm-hmm. Dana Brooke. She can put on a good match because I've seen it. But yeah. when she came out a week or so ago against Rhea Ripley. <laughs> and she cut a promo saying you're gonna see what all this untapped potential untapped potential could be no we sorry not. Girl. no no we're not no we're not it didn't get off to a good start she tried high-fiving a kid in the crowd <laughs> didn't high-five her back and, and you know and you know uh, yeah that's a bad sign when you're a wwe superstar and a kid was like who are you yeah and then the match lasted, I think it was a uh, minute 47. Mm-hmm. Oh, for three, Dana. But again, she works hard. Do you yeah. find watching AW a little more rewarding now than WWE overall? Totally. Yeah. I mean, mm, AW wrestling, 100%. The wrestling is by far and then a thousand times better than wwe's got but their storylines are eh. they don't really have many storylines except for right now what they have mjf and the four pillars which isn't to me i don't love that storyline the four pillars of those guys are not the four pillars of AEW. <laughs> apparently they are but they're not no who would you put as the the four pillars then the uh, the elite. I would put Cody in there. Cody, the young bucks, and Kenny. But they Omega. started the company. That would make you a pillar. You're holding up the but house. I I, th- I think they way the way they speak on the four pillars is not the people that started the company, but the people that were first to be signed and the foundations to build that company off of. I think that's what they determine the four pillars to be. It's, it would be easy to give it to the elite and Cody Rhodes because they're the ones that founded the company. That would be the easy thing, right? But I think the foundation... So how's Jericho not in there then? Jericho should be a pillar. Then there's five pillars. Jericho should be the whole pillar. There should be just yeah. one pillar and it should be Jericho then if it's based on wrestlers you're signing. Okay. No, that makes sense. But I think it's they want to go more of a younger route. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Because I you can build, because you're the uh, uh, the pillar is holding something up, and you're the company is on top of those pillars, and you're putting that company on top of those pillars. 
Orange Cassidy. Really? Or you you would say Orange Cassidy is a pillar too? Um, yes. Uh you named like eight pillars. Give me four that you <laughs> put. <laughs> four <laughs> what, who are your defining four pillars? You say you weren't you're not into this match. And I'm, I want to talk about something else, but I want to who are your defined four pillars? Give me your four pillars of AEW. But I'm not allowed to use the people who started the company, right? No, you can't because the definition Fine. of a pillar is a foundation you can build the company off of. Chris Jericho. Okay. MJF. All right. Um, Hangman. Okay. Mm. And I got to go Orange Cassidy. I'm sticking with my Orange Cassidy. I'll be honest with you, that's actually pretty good. That is really good. Mm-hmm. You said Orange Cassidy, MJF, Chris Jericho, and Hangman Adam Page. Mm-hmm. Okay, so no Jungle Boy. He's out. Darby Allen, sorry. Thanks for playing. Sammy Guevara, he could, no. He could be like, those are like the bricks that go around those four pillars. Or the roof. They could be a roof and the, the pillars are holding up. Okay. I'm trying to think of a pillar... And what you would put around it. I guess I don't know if you put bricks around it. Or I think a pillar is just kind of like the columns that you would see in like ancient Greece. Yeah. Like so like a little mythology, right? They would be like maybe the I don't know, the art pieces around the pillar. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But that's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. But no, your four pillars is, is really good. What do you think about the – now, you said the storylines were just okay, and you're not digging the four-pillar storyline. What about the Elite versus the BCC? Okay, that that's their, that's their, their, their bloodline storyline. That they can run for a long time. Okay. The BCC is incredible. Like, they are just such a force. Yes. And the elite is the elite. Like, what, what can you say about the elite that yeah. hasn't been said? Right? Mm-hmm. So, like, whoo, take all my money. I cannot wait to see what they're going to do with those guys. You really have this is kind of a rare instance. You really have two elite, no pun intended, two elite groups. And then there's no kind of like bullshit guys in the group. You know what I'm saying? No. Like, I, I guess you would say the weakest guy is Wheeler Yuta, but he's been holding his own yeah. too. Like literally every guy in that group is like a main event level guy. Yep. Literally. And that's, I can't Crazy. remember instances of being that way. You had evolution, you had DX, you had the bloodline who's always in main events, but it's very rare where you have two dominant heavyweight type groups colliding together like that. And that's what's really mm-hmm. important. And Tony Khan's got to realize that too, because these times don't come around as often. Because you know Kenny Omega, he ain't no spring chicken anymore. He's not going to be around forever. Moxley, the way he wrestles, who knows? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> um, Brian Danielson. Oh, did you hear about uh, Brian Danielson being? He's going to be one of the head creative guys for AW Collision. Oh, nice. Yeah, that'd be cool. Good for him. I think that's really good sign. I think he has probably a good creative mind and I think he's going to probably do yeah. that. So totally. Yeah. I'm kind and of I'm looking even more forward to collision. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a good, 
now I don't know if would he have I don't think he had a creative control over his his own storylines or other people's storylines. I didn't really read much into that. So I'm thinking, mm-hmm. how is that gonna play out? Because a, a wrestler, an active wrestler being in charge of creative, that can get a little yeah. messy sometimes. Generally, that doesn't work out well, but Chris Jericho's mm-hmm. in charge of creative and he helps out talent and it seems like to be working with him. But yeah. Would, would, did you see the match between him and uh, Roderick Strong on Dynamite? Mm-hmm. Loved you, it. You, you did that was like such that. a cool match. I loved it. I love that they pushed it to the outside of the whole stadium uh, so that Adam Cole could interfere. I thought that was good. I'm also very excited to see um, Chris Jericho and Adam Cole's match. I think that'll yes. be a banger of a match. It will be it will be a banger of a match because you know Adam Cole's got to get redemption and revenge out of what Jericho and the Outcast did to his Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. They beat the shit out of her, and you know he's gonna want payback for that. That what happened between Roddy Strong and Chris Jericho's it was a fun, great match. And according mm-hmm. to PageMatch.net, I look up ratings and shit. It's like the greatest match of all time. But my point being is. That's not satisfying enough because Cole is going to beat him. And I'm going to say it right now. I think this is going to catapult once he does fight Chris Jericho. It's going to catapult him into the AEW championship realm era. Yeah, which is why Chris Jericho is the main pillar of that company. Is because anybody that gets to go into a feud with him gets that major, major push. And he does it for that wrestler. Okay. It worked out okay with Ricky Starks. Remember Ricky Starks had a few with Jericho? Yeah. I think Ricky Starks could be a huge star. Yeah. I just don't think that they're booking him in that way yet. You don't think they're booking him proper enough to be elevated to be a main star yet? He's he's feuding with Jay White, who's a former New Japan Pro Wrestling champion. Jesus Christ, he beat Okada before. I mean, that's, yeah. that's a big fucking deal. And I think Ricky Starks, he has the charisma – Obviously, he can wrestle. He's he's great on the fucking microphone. There's not yeah. you can't name five guys that are probably better on the mic than Ricky Starks, but mm-hmm. no, it's great. I think he's going to be elevated to another level. I would want to see him part of the AEW title picture too. Mm-hmm. Are you are you not crazy about MJF? I don't really know your opinion on MJF. How you what do you think about him? You named him as a pillar, but you you do like him though. Oh, of course. Yeah, I love MJF. Okay, I mean. For somebody so young to be that friggin' talented on the mic is insane. Like, it's just insane what he can do on that mic. It's a very, it's and he's a, a good wrestler. And he's a good wrestler. I, a good wrestler. I think his mic skills outshine his in ring work. Yeah, totally. But I think that's, that's okay. Because but I think a lot of the greats, not a lot, a couple of the greats did that too. I mean, it worked out for him. It got him the championship. So you, you really can't yeah. say yeah. anything about that. No, MJF, I, I, I do like him. I didn't like him in the beginning, but I, he kind of – he grew on me a little bit because of this promo work. I do wish he would wrestle kind of like a little more than he does. Mm-hmm. Well, he wrestles too infrequently, but I do like MJF to an extent. Do I yeah. want to see him as the main champion? No. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think he's – not that he's not championship material, but I think I think they're better guys for that title, and I think he's going to yeah. carry it 
he's not going to lose that double or nothing. He's going to be, you know, your non-pillars, your artwork or whatever, or the bricks around the pillar. He's going to be the bricks, <laughs> and he's going to retain the title. Now, what do you think uh, about the CM Punk situation? Do you want to see him back? Do you not want to see him back? Do you care, or you just want to be done with him entirely? I just want this whole, will he come back? Will he not come back? Where's he going? Just be over with. I don't care if you want to come back. If you want to come back, great. If you don't want to come back, okay, shut up. Let's move on. Okay. I mean. You just you basically just over it. You just want to either come back and just go with it or just be done with it completely so we can fucking move on from all these rumors that we see every single day. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like the the dirt cheat writers are having like a field day with it. Yeah. So, I mean, he clapped back at him too, a little bit. He's saying, you guys don't know jack shit. You don't know what's going on. You don't know us. Don't assume anything. Yeah. You have really no idea. And that I, I would normally that I would say that's almost like some bitterness in him, but I think he has a point to that. Cause we really don't know. We're just assuming what we actually, no, and I've noticed happens. a lot of wrestlers are actually starting to, to clap back at the dirt sheet writers yeah and calling them out which is great like they, more people need to do that well i think that's a good thing i think because you don't want to assume and what's going on in some personal life and when it comes to the cm punk cm punk situation i've said this before <laughs> that i was a fan of his 10 plus years ago i'm a fan of his now i do find myself <laughs> defending him more often than i should but at a certain point, you're like, enough is enough. Like, even if it's the guy you love or the woman you love to such an extent, it's like, make a fucking decision already. Either you're going to come back or you're not going to come back. And yeah. These rumors every single day, it's, it weighs on, weighs on the fan. It weighs on me. And I don't want to talk about it all the time. I'm sure Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez and, JD from New York and all these motherfuckers on have a podcast and everybody else are tired of talking about it too. So exactly. Yeah. It's exhausting. I want to see him back in the ring because I think it's good for business, basically. It's good for AW. It is. You got a huge summer coming up. You need him to be a part of it. You need him to be a part of the your debut show, which I hope is going to be in the United Center. I'm praying to fucking God it is. Could be in Toronto. No, they already got Toronto booked. Not for June seventeenth. Yeah, but so, he could show up June twenty fourth, a week after the de- debut. <laughs> That'd be kind of weird. <laughs> Maybe like, he, he shows have up a debut show, but we're gonna hold you off for the second episode. Um, thanks for coming on. It was a pleasure to have you. And yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, sure, no problem. And hopefully we could do this again some other time. We'll have plenty to talk about. I know you're going to be going to Forbidden Door. You're probably going to be going Collision. You can come back on the show. We could talk about that. You can come back on the show any other time. And it was uh, it was great talking to you. Um, you want to say bye? All bye. Right. Thanks for having me. All right. No problem. Time. I am Neil Pretty Boy Thomas. This is the Marking Out Network. This is my poochies knocking down my <laughs> knocking down my pillow. I'm going to end it right now. I am out. Bye-bye.